Well, I'm going to jump right on my bike, and I'm going to uh, preach a really simple and quick message. I got told that if I stuck to time, I'd be taken out for a free lunch, and I like me a free lunch. Is that cool? And uh, in my few minutes with you, I want to preach about uh, a massive topic that has um, real impact on our day-to-day. I don't want to overstate it, but I really believe the next 35 minutes could change the next 35 million years of your life and beyond. Did you know that you're going to live for 35 million years and beyond? I know it's hard to get your mind around because you, like me, um, find yourself in the day-to-day grind, uh, the hustle of that 24-hour flow, but you've got to understand that even though it's hard for us to perceive with our finite minds, the reality is we are eternal beings by design and by default. And the Bible invites us, God invites us, the Spirit invites us to live our life in the light of this eternity. So I'm not overstating it. The next 35 minutes, if you would lean in and allow the Spirit of God to have a conversation with you, the next 35 minutes could impact your next 35 million years and beyond. So it would be reasonable for us to take a deep breath, to allow the Holy Spirit to open up our eyes and our hearts to what He has for us. If you're taking down notes this morning, I have a very simple sermon title. So you can open up your leather-bound journals and find your pens right now. An old mentor of mine always used to say that a blunt pencil is more effective than a sharp mind in remembering the things that God speaks to you about. I'm not saying you have to take notes in church to get into heaven. I'm just saying, why take a chance? (laughs) If you have an iPhone or an iPod or an iPad, you can open that up. Thank the Lord Jesus for Steve Jobs as you do so. If you have an Android or a BlackBerry device, you can put that away. I have nothing for you from this point on in this gathering. This morning's sermon title, and it's more than a sermon title, it is a challenge to all of us. And I hope and pray that this challenge would reverberate all the way through your life. This morning's message is titled, Making the Most of the Mist. Making the Most of the Mist. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we need your help. So we open up our hearts to you and we say, have your way. I pray that you would settle down every single distraction, that you would quieten every division, and that you would help us lean into what you have for us this morning. Help us by your spirit. Make the most of the mist. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. I've been thinking a lot about eternity lately. I think, first and foremost, I've been thinking about eternity because I'm getting old. I turned 43 last week. And, uh, and it's amazing how, like when you're a younger man, you remember when you were 18 years old and it felt like every single weekend you were at 18th birthday party? And like at 21, like a 21st birthday party. And then like you and all your friends started getting engaged and married and every single weekend you were at an engagement party or like a wedding. Well, when you get post 40, uh, you find yourself going to less weddings and more funerals, all right? And, 
And it causes you, as you're sitting there, thinking about life, about the here and now, but also what is to come. I think the older you get, the more you become aware of eternity. You've asked these questions as well, because you've thought about eternity. The Bible makes it clear in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 that God has actually set eternity in the hearts of every man, woman, and child, every single one of us made in God's image with the fingerprint of the Creator placed upon our souls. Inside of us is eternity. This sense, this, this knowing, this this understanding that there is more than just the here and the now. We are knit together by this common thread. It doesn't matter if you're rich or if you're poor. It doesn't matter if you're educated or uneducated. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or yellow or warm, honey brown like Pastor Shannon here. We're all knit together by this common thread. We have all pondered this question, what lies beyond the here and the now? You dabble in history, you study archaeology, you stare down the annals of time, you will see that we as a humanity have always asked this question. We've done it in churches, we've done it in cathedrals, we've done it in temples, we've done it in mosques, we've done it alone in the open field, we've done it alone locked away in the cave. We've asked these questions because we were created in the image of God to ultimately know Him and to be known by Him. This beacon, if you will, that he has put inside of us, he has put there so that we would ask these questions until we found our eternal answer in yes, him. Yes, yes. You've asked these questions about eternity because God has said it in your hearts. And what God has said in our hearts, Jesus comes along to explain to us, to open up our eyes so that we could understand eternity in 4K Ultra HD definition. That's what he does. Jesus didn't come to establish a new religion. Jesus didn't come to establish a new set of commandments. Jesus didn't come to establish a a, a religious institution. No, Jesus comes to give us life and a life that is abundant and eternal life, if you will. To let us know that that instinct that you have deep within, letting you know there is more than just the here and now, to let you know that that instinct is right. And depending on the decisions you make this side of eternity, you can find yourself in the midst of peace now and forever. Jesus comes to give us eternal life. And what Jesus comes to give us, the Holy Spirit comes into our life to empower us to live in the light of. So it's important for us, dare I say imperative, for us Hit amongst everything that we go through in our day-to-day to to hit the pause button every now and then and to ponder this grand reality of eternity. It's important that we think about eternity for a number of reasons. Number one, in the light of eternity, we all have a decision to make. We all have a decision to make. What you decide regarding Jesus will determine where you spend eternity. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 tells us it is appointed to every single person that they will face death once. We all have an appointment. 
And in that moment, we will step from now into eternity. And based upon your relationship with Jesus, you will either spend eternity with him or apart from him. But that is a hellish existence indeed. And since I mentioned the word hell, let me just drop a little bit of theology on you here that God doesn't send people to hell as a punishment. In a crazy way, hell is a provision given to us by God because he's loving. See, love will not force itself upon you. And because God isn't loved by an act of his will, but by an extension of his character, he is bound to give you a space and a place to exist forever that is apart from him because he is love. The only problem is when you are apart from God, you are apart from every good thing that you know here in this life and every good thing that is on offer to us in the life to come. And that is a hellish existence indeed. So we have to think about eternity. We have to ponder this reality because all of us in this room have a decision to make. We all have an appointment and we have to keep it. I'm one of those people who are terrible at keeping appointments. I'm that guy who will set an appointment but have every intention of showing up half an hour late. And I'm going to start the texting probably about 15 minutes out and always be like, sorry, bro, man. Like, homie back here has got his hand lifted going, okay, I've got to respond to this altar call right now. That's me, am I right? You always start about 15 minutes out and you always do, man, crazy morning, just running a little bit behind, you know what I'm saying? And I always drop that 15 minutes, kind of, I'm running about 15 minutes late and you're hoping that you're going to get there, but you know it's going to be about half an hour late, you know what I'm saying? This is one appointment you can't push back. And none of us have say in that appointed time and in that, poem, and in that moment, come on, the decision you make about Jesus yes. is literally going to be the decision that marks the rest of your eternity. Remember this, what you do with Jesus will determine where you spend eternity. You have a decision to make. We have to talk about eternity because you have a decision to make as well as that. When you think about eternity and you understand eternity, it gives your life context. All of a sudden, everything makes so much more sense. What's your favorite book? Like you might have read it throughout high school, you might have read it in college, it's a favorite book of yours. Just imagine before you read that book, I took that book and I tore out a page from the middle and I made you read that page. What is the likelihood of you understanding the story or the, 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 the context or the subtext of that entire book? Zero. You can't understand a story when you tear out one page. Your life here on earth, it might go 70 years, it might be 80 years, you might be Japanese and eat tofu, it might be 95 years, but it doesn't matter how long you live here on earth, in the grand scheme of eternity, it's but one page. And the reason there are so many people who go through life feeling like, that it, like, like life doesn't make sense is because you're trying to read one page and understand what the whole book is about. And when you understand eternity, when you focus your eyes on the larger, greater, grander, more beautiful God story, all of a sudden, so many things today that confuse you make sense. Pain makes sense. Suffering makes sense. Relationships make sense. Your resources make sense. Your money makes sense. That yearning or that aching in your heart for a relationship, everything makes sense. When you understand that you are but one page torn out, within a much grander and more glorious story. We have to talk about eternity because not only do we have a decision to make, not only does it provide context for our lives, we also have an opportunity to make the most of our day-to-day -day in this moment because what we do with Jesus will impact 
where we spend eternity, but how we live our lives today will impact how we spend eternity. Get your minds around that. What you do with Jesus will impact where you spend eternity, but how you live your life will impact how you spend eternity. You can't sidestep that reality. It's all the way through Jesus' teaching. It's all the way through the Pauline epistles and the pastoral letters. This idea of reward in heaven, treasures in heaven, that it's a point for every single person to, to die and then to face judgment and post that judgment. We will either live our life enjoying the riches that we have acquired here on earth, and they're different, they're different than the riches that we know here on earth, but they're riches nevertheless. And, and this is an invitation to all of us to realize that our lives here on planet earth are but a drop in the ocean, but what we do with that drop will ripple in a certain manner. Come on, all the way through eternity. When we talk about eternity, it forces us to make a decision. When we talk about eternity, it provides context for our lives. When we talk about eternity, it challenges us to seize our opportunity to make the most of the mist. That's the reason I think the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, so we fix our eyes on not what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. See, the Apostle Paul understood that we are but a page torn out of a much grander, a more glorious story. And so in the light of that, he would declare, spend your few days here on earth focusing on what is unseen, because that unseen thing right now is actually eternal. It will go on forever. Don't get so consumed. Don't, go, don't get so distracted. Don't get, don't get so overwhelmed by things that are seen here because they are temporary. That's the reason the Apostle Paul could make such a bold declaration for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I'm here on planet Earth, I'm going to live my life for something and someone who is eternal, Jesus Christ. And if I'm going to step into eternity, all the better. And he could make that kind of bold declaration because he fixed his eyes on that which was unseen, that which was eternal. If I can all... If I could pass around this, this, this special magic pair of glasses that could open up your eyes to the unseen, the things that were eternal, I would. Because my friends, that would impact everything about not only how you live your life here in these few fleeting moments, but forever. So what I want to do with you for, your, for our last 17 minutes and 43 seconds is I want to talk about how we live differently in the light of eternity. Knowing that the life that we live is but a drop in the ocean, but what an important drop we get to live. And the way we live our life will impact the way that our drop ripples throughout eternity. How do we live differently? Well, the first thing we do differently is that we love differently. Write that down. We love 
differently. The Bible makes it clear. The day will come where everything that we know will pass away. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 13, that's basically the point of those chapters. The Apostle Paul is trying to tell you, hey, you know what? There are a lot of things that, that you think are going to go on forever, but they're not. And that's good news because there, are, there is pain that's going to pass away. There's hurt that's going to pass away. There's heartbreak that's going to pass away. There's rejection that's going to pass away. There's regret that's all going to pass away. But as well as that, there are going to be some good things that are going to pass away. This building is going to pass away. Sunday services are going to pass away. Rosters at church are going to pass away. Your spiritual gifts are going to pass away. And at the end of the day, you're going to find three things that remain. The three things that remain we see here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 are faith, hope, and love. This faith-based friendship that you have with the God of this universe who loves you with the fury of a billion sons, that faith-based relationship will last forever. The hope that you have that the God who flung stars into space is the same God who extends a hand to you and says, come into friendship with me and love. The kind of love that you see described here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Not a self-serving, selfish, or self-centered love, but a love that is deeply spiritual and deeply biblical and deeply Jesus-like. That love will remain. And of all, of, of all these three things that will remain, the Bible says here, the greatest of these is love. Do you know that love will last forever? Can get your mind around that. Like the relationships that you have around you, the husband by your side or the wife by your side, your brother or your sister, that family member, that, that neighbor that you have, that, that member of the city light community that you have found yourself knit to as a brother or sister in Jesus. Do you know that the relationships here in this room are literally going to last forever? So how crazy is it? to spend all of your effort and all of your energy, to burn all of your daily calories, investing into something that isn't going to last forever when the whole time, come on, you are surrounded by people who you get to invest into and pour into and develop friendship and community with because that's going to resonate forever. How does that reality change your day to day? Because I see a lot of people nodding their heads with a big smile on their face. But does your life really react, uh, like kind of reflect this reality, does it? Because there are some people here who are saying, you know what, this person who God has given me, I get to foster something and develop something and pour into something and invest into something that's literally going to resonate forever. But I spent about one hour like really having a conversation with my wife throughout the course of the week and about 75 hours a week hustling in my job. Come on, there's some people here who are nodding their heads with a big smile on their face and they're saying, you know what, I'm all about that. Yes, love is going to last forever. Relationships that basically honor, hey, these are gonna, this is going to last forever, but we spend so many years of our lives Chasing the wind and the whole time, people who are to our left and to our right, over the fence, across the street, in the cubicle next to us, we basically ignore them. If you really believe this in your head and your heart, it must change the way that you do your Monday. 
Now, I don't want to get into a theological debate about relationships in heaven. I don't know if we recognize each other in heaven. I don't know if we go into heaven with our husbands and our wives. I hope you do. Because I want to see my wife in heaven. I want her to see my glorified body. Shazam. Like I said, I'm all about... I don't know if it goes on into eternity. I just know that Jesus makes it abundantly clear that our relationships here on earth, the love that we foster flows into forever. How dare we not invest our time Pour our energies. Come on, burn our calories. Investing in that too. The second thing that changes is not only the way that we love, but also the way that we give. Everyone say give. Yeah. Say give like an Australian. Give. Yeah. Say give like an American. Give. Yeah. Say give like a Chinaman. Give. Yeah. I taught you languages and was slightly racist. I'm sorry. <laughs> changes the way that we give. It changes the way that we pour out of our lives. It changes the way that we wrestle with the reality of whether or not we are truly generous, outpouring people, or we walk around with a stingy, self-centered, selfish spirit. Matthew chapter 6 tells us in verse 19 Jesus is saying to us, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus is making a simple observation. Because you know that Jesus gets you better than you get yourself. You kind of have that right when you kind of made everybody and you're God, okay? And he's like saying, I know what you're like outside of this Sunday context. It's one thing to like lift your hands and worship and I surrender or like, you know, you're surrendering on Sunday. But on Monday, we get back into the business of hoarding things. He said, you're crazy. Spending the few years you hear a you have here on planet Earth storing up for yourselves treasure that will pass away in an instant. The moth will get to it. The rust will destroy it. The vermin will eat it. The thieves will steal it. What you have here on Earth is so flimsy and not forever. Store for yourself treasure in heaven. Now I live in the South, I hear all of these sayings that I've never heard before. Southern people talk funny. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Like that kind of stuff, right? And here's one I hear all the time. You can't take it with you. You can't take it with you. Well, that's kind of right and kind of wrong. It's true in a sense there are many things that you think you'll be able to take with you. You, are, you can't take it with you. But, but, but there's more to that. You can't take it with you, but you can send it ahead of you. Because that's what Jesus says. He says, you can make a decision here on earth to either store up for yourself treasures that are temporary, that will pass away in an instant, or you can send it ahead of you where you have treasure in heaven. Now, I don't know what that treasure's like. 
I, I, I can't, I don't know if that treasure in heaven is like a debit card that never runs out. I don't know if it's like a Chick-fil-A kind of gift card that never runs out and can be used on a Sunday. Amen. Come on, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that treasure in heaven is like a literal kind of a big pile of gold and crowns and that kind of, I, I don't know if, if treasure in heaven is, you know, like a beautiful house and a golf course and you know, I, I don't know what that treasure is. I just know that Jesus makes it clear that this treasure exists, <laughs> that you're going to want this treasure one day. And third of all, you can get that treasure by sending it ahead of you. I got a friend of mine uh, who lived through the flood that Houston, I think, saw a couple of years ago because of one of those hurricanes. And I was catching up with him the other week, and he was talking about what it was like being warned that in 24 hours' time, his house was going to be flooded, and everything that he owned that wasn't put aside would be destroyed. So I said, what, what, what did you do? And he says, we, we got busy that day. And it's amazing how there are some things you thought were really valuable, weren't that valuable, we just left it behind. But there were some things that we moved to higher ground. I tell you something that he didn't do, he didn't go out and wash his car and polish it. I tell you something he didn't do, he didn't start the extension on his house that day. What was he doing? He was moving it to higher ground. Now some of us have more than 24 hours. You, you might have 24 more years. Hey, you might have two to four Decades, but the reality is, in the grand scheme of eternity, it's like a 24-hour period. So why are you spending all your effort and energy polishing something that the rust is going to destroy in an instant? Move it to higher ground. How do you do that, you might ask? Well, it's really simple. I love your car. I love it. I love seeing the beautiful cars here in Vegas. It's so cool. In South Carolina, we only have little trucks and big trucks. They're the only two cars that exist. <laughs> At the front of my hotel, I saw Bentleys, I saw Ferraris, I saw myself an Aston Martin. I, I'm telling you, there's some nice car. I'm like ticking. I love. I'm all about. That's really cool. But 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 that car is going to be destroyed by rust. So how do you send it ahead of you? This is what you do. Who are you, who are you driving in that car? And how are you going to pick somebody up? Come on, for the 6 p.m. gathering tonight, as, as I preach a different message about the gospel, come on, how are you going to use that car that's going, on, that's going to send it? Yeah. I love your house. 5,000, 6,000, 8,000, 12,000 square feet, 20,000 square feet. I'm not here to throw shade at anyone with a big house, but what are you doing with that house? Have you built a palace that you get to sit in by yourself on a throne that you have crafted for yourself? Or have you opened up that house to bring people into it so that you can expose them to the living Jesus. Come on. That's how you send it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I love money. I'm all about that money. I'm, I'm, I'm all about that money. It's cool. I've got no issue with money. If you want to give me money, do it. <laughs> but what are you doing with it? Do you have this number set in your head? And you see your bank account kind of moving every single week? And the closer you get to that number, the more peace you feel. The further, you wait, the further away you move from that number, the more, the more conflicted you feel. Jesus is saying, you don't have to live that way. You can send it ahead of you by what you do with your finances. And side note, when you send it ahead of you, all of a sudden, that roller coaster ride that your heart is strapped into, all of a sudden you get to step off that ride. Because guess where your heart is now? In heaven. 
That's the reason Krista and I sew. We, we make no apologies. Tithing isn't generosity, it's just not stealing. So we do that every single week. But above and beyond that, we have made a decision to live our lives in such a way that our money doesn't, we're going to own our money and we're sending it. The people we love and the people we invest into, the people that we sow into, the kingdom work we pour our finances into. Come on, we are sending it. Thirdly and lastly, it changes the way that you love, it changes the way that you give, and it changes the way that you endure. You hold on differently. You persevere differently. You handle trouble differently when you have an eternal perspective. That's the reason the Bible says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs them all. Whoa, come on, Paulie, really? My troubles right now, you're going to call them light and momentary? And I know that doesn't feel right to a lot of people here in this room because your troubles feel anything but light and momentary. They feel heavy and forever but they only feel heavy and forever because you don't have a view of eternity. Come on. When you understand whatever you're going through right now, dealt with in a God-glorifying way that will achieve for you come an eternal weight and glory that will go on forever, all of a sudden, the problems that you go through in this moment, you deal with them differently. You endure. Light and momentary. I was at a, um, a pastor's conference in New Zealand last year. Jabin loves New Zealand. New Zealand loves Jabin, I'm telling you. And uh, I'm in New Zealand last year and I'm doing this conference. And at the end of one of the meetings, um, seven Chinese pastors from mainland China come up and say hello to me. They came and encouraged me and they asked me to pray for them. And as as I asked them, how can I pray for you? They started telling me about how that time, the year before, there were 14 Chinese pastors at this conference, but now there are only seven, because seven of them have gone missing. Persecution is rising in China. They know where three of them are. They're in jail. Four of them they have not heard of again. So I start feeling so burdened to pray for them. So I start praying peace and protection and covering. I'm praying that God would send His most ripped and rock hard camouflage, like kind of covered angels to protect them. And so I'm praying this prayer and, and the interpreter is interpreting this prayer. And as the interpreter is interpreting this prayer, I see a fuss being stirred amongst these seven pastors. They stop praying. They start talking to the interpreter. The interpreter starts talking to me and tells me to stop. I'm going, whoa. And the interpreter explains to me that these pastors don't want, they want prayer for protection. They don't want prayer for covering or hiding. They want prayer that they can persevere and endure. And that my prayer was actually robbing them of their eternal glory. They didn't want protection from the storm. They wanted endurance in the midst of it. So I said, all right, okay, cool. You, you pray for me then. And they did. And I know what you're going through right now. feels like it's forever, but it's achieving an eternal glory. I know the persecution that you're feeling right now at your workplace for standing for Jesus feels so painful and stinging, but it's achieving for you an eternal weight of glory. Come on, I know right now 
you know, fighting to, to, to honor God with, with your bodies in a, in a world that, that seems to, hey, hey, just do it if it feels, you know, no, no, I know it feels, but hey, it's achieving for you come an eternal way of glory. Come on, I know that sickness that you're walking through or that disease that you're walking through or that cancer that you're walking through or that unemployment that you're walking through, it feels like it's going on forever, but it's light and it's momentary and it's achieving for you. Come on, an eternal weight of glory. And when you get that snapshot of eternity, all of a sudden, what you're going through in this moment changes the way that you endure. Can someone say a good amen to that? The way you love, the way we give, the way we endure in the light of eternity. I love how James chapter 4, verse 14 Pastor James is just saying, hey, why are you so stressed about so many things down the track? You don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. No one gets tomorrow guaranteed. What's your life? It's a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Life's like a mist. Some people would say that's really depressing, Dan, but it's not. What's depressing is not recognizing that and wasting your entire life on chasing things that don't last. So your life's a mist. What will you do with that mist? Hey, I'm going to climb a corporate ladder really, really high and when I get to the top of that ladder, everyone is going to. Hey, I'm going to make millions and millions and millions of dollars. I'm going to buy really cool things and people are going to think I'm really cool. Hey, I'm going to be Insta-famous. I'm going to have like so many hundred thousands of followers. I'm going to go, oh, wait a second. Hey, I'm going to spend all of my effort and all of my energy. I'm going to burn all my relationships. I don't care. I'm going to get ahead. Hey, I'm not going to trust anybody. I'm not going to love anybody. I'm not going to hurt because I've been hurt. But I'm, oh, there we go. Or... I'm going to love with a patience and a kindness and a goodness and, and whatever I pour into people is going to ripple forever. I'm going to give. I'm going to sow. I'm going to not be a stingy person. I'm going to be generous and I'm going to see treasure one day in heaven. Hey, I'm going to hold on. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to be a coward. I'm not going to run away. I'm going to keep on walking, honoring God with every day of my life. Hey, you might eat kale and live a healthy life and your life's like this. But it's still but a mist. What are you going to do with it? Would you make the most of the mist? 